everyone, this is Cassie and you are listening to Wine and True Crime. I want to say a massive thank you to everyone who listened to last week's episode. I was very nervous as it was my first solo episode, but it's done well so thank you to everyone. If you'd like to give us a rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from, it will massively help us. It gets us out there, available to a bigger audience, it showcases us as a new podcast so if you wouldn't mind please 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 rate and subscribe and now here's this week's case She was very close with her family, especially her mum, Lorna. Aged 16, Nova met a man named Osmond Bell and moved in with him when she fell pregnant with their first child. The couple got married and went on to have another child, but the marriage was not a happy one. Osmond was known to be violent and abusive towards Nova. By 1981, Nova was 24 years old and had had enough, and she kicked Osmond out of their home. She started the separation procedure, and weeks later, she started dating again with a man named Wayne Newby. Unfortunately, her family had just migrated to Miami, Florida. It was their hope that Nova would bring her children and move to the US with them. On July the 27th, 1981, Nova had dropped her children off with Osmond and gone out dancing with Wayne and a group of friends. A neighbour reported that she had returned that night but seemed upset. Other neighbours heard crying and fighting coming from Nova's apartment in the following days. Nova's mum Lorna started to become increasingly distressed as Nova wasn't answering any of her calls. The police were notified of Nova's disappearance by her best friend Lorna Edmonds and brought Osmond in for questioning. He hadn't reported her missing, as in his words, he thought she had run off with her new boyfriend or had gone visiting her family in Miami. Without evidence, Osmond was free to go. On August 18, 1981, at the building that Nova had lived in, residents began reporting a terrible smell coming from somewhere in the building. Officers attending found the smell was coming from a utility closet. When they opened the closet, they discovered Nova's body covered in newspapers and a blanket. Osmond was arrested and held for four days until the initial investigation. The coroner reported that her autopsy showed her cause of death as being a broken neck. Police received a letter from a witness claiming to have seen Nova fight with a man in her kitchen who clearly wasn't Osmond. Very suspect, it sounds. Not gonna lie. Police questioned Osmond about the letter, but he denied all knowledge. What a surprise. Without finding any evidence to connect Osmond to the murder, he was once again released, and for decades, the case remained cold. In 2016, detectives were looking into old, cold cases. 
DNA examination had advanced significantly since the 80s and a piece of evidence was seeming particularly hopeful in Nova's case. In her file there was a piece of gum that had been used to secure the closet door shut after she had been placed inside. The letter that the police had received during the initial examination had also been preserved and detectives hoped that there would be evidence on there too. Luckily for them, the DNA was a match between the gum and the letter and with that, the detectives obtained a court order to get DNA from Osmond to which they compared with the evidence result. He was found to match both items and was arrested. His trial took place a year later. The court determined that the murder was not premeditated but had been a result of Osmond flying into a rage when he discovered Nova was with Wayne. He had written the letter and mailed it to the police to divert the attention away from him. Not good mate, not good. Seriously. Mailing a letter to the police. Well done squirrel. He claimed that the police had allowed him to handle and read the letter in between police interrogations which led to his DNA being on there. What about the part where you licked the envelope shut? DNA evidence, guys. The jury had deliberated for more than a week before coming to a decision. He was convicted of manslaughter and sentenced to 12 years in prison. He was told he would serve half of his sentence behind bars and the rest out on licence. He had gotten away with the murder for 34 years before finally being jailed at the age of 60. The judge said, quote, I am satisfied that there was here a background of relatively minor domestic violence. There is no doubt at all that the police were called to the flat in order that Nova Welsh could have you removed. There is no doubt also that Nova was looking to break away from you to the extent of forming a new relationship. That you felt jealous of this new relationship was clear. I do not consider it was a premeditated killing. It arose out of a quarrel, in anger and upset at Nova ending the relationship and taking up with another man, you used force upon her neck. You moved the body from the flat where it was into the electricity cupboard right up into the back. After that you did nothing, knowing where Nova's body was. Her children were distressed about it, her family were distressed about it. You thought it was getting a bit hot and you wrote a letter intending to point attention away from yourself towards someone else. Nova's mum Lorna said in her victim impact statements, Nova was gentle, loving and full of life. The unfortunate and tragic loss of her life prevented her from seeing her children grow up as young adults. Finally, after 36 long years, Nova can rest in peace. The family can now have closure knowing the person who took Nova's life has been brought to justice. I would sincerely like to thank everyone involved in bringing this case to court. Lorna Edmonds, Nova's friend who had reported her disappearance, said Nova was a lovely person, always happy and smiling. She was a devoted mother who loved her two boys very much. I reported Nova missing as I hadn't seen her for a while, which was unusual. It came as a terrible shock to find what had happened to her. I often think about the old times and 
things we used to do. I still miss Nova and only hope that her family can now find some peace. Nova can rest in peace knowing that justice has been done. I will never forget her. Till we meet again, Nova. How sad. Like, he took away this beautiful, caring woman from her children, from her family, from her friends. Not knowing just how much of a hole it was going to create in people's lives. It's also food for thought to think you never really know quite how much of an impact you've yourself made on other people's life and there's times in most people's lives where you may think that you just want to disappear and maybe this can now help you realise that people will miss you in some small way you've made an impact on somebody's life out there and that person will miss you if you wasn't there they don't call them victim impact statements for nothing really makes you think I was doing some research after reviewing this case and I decided to research into domestic violence. We all seem to think we know what it is, you know, it's a man hitting a woman or a woman hitting a man and but it's so much more than that. Like these people live in fear of their lives in a place that they should feel the safest, their home. And it used to be called, you know, like wife beater, wife hitter. And recently there's been more and more cases of men coming forward being victims of domestic abuse. So now it will either be called domestic violence or intimate abuse. So I've been looking into a couple of articles. I am going to put these articles out onto our social media so that if anybody wants to have a look they can find where I was getting all my research from. Domestic violence is violence or abuse in a domestic setting and is often used as a synonym for intimate partner violence. As domestic violence is more about control rather than anger, the victim is usually the only one who witnesses the dark side of their abuser. How scary to the world they could present as the nicest person. Chris Watts comes to mind with that one. But then the person they are living with knows the dark side of it and it must be so frightening to not be able to tell people or to fear that people aren't going to believe you. But we'll go into that a little bit later. Domestic abuse is used in all sorts of forms, including physical, verbal, emotional, economic, religious, reproductive, and sexual. Wow, that's a lot of ways to abuse someone. 
Research has established that a correlation exists between a country's level of gender equality and rates of domestic violence. In simple terms, if there is less gender equality, higher rates of domestic violence is expected. Due to social stigmas, men who are victims of domestic violence face an increased likelihood of being looked over by healthcare providers. And that is so shocking. There was a man on this morning, quite a while back now, and he was a victim of domestic violence and he was so very, very brave to say what he went through and he was days away from death when the police came and helped him to escape and people think that men can't be victims of domestic violence yes they can some forms of abuse are mental to start with and they will chip away and chip away and chip away to the point where you are isolated you are feeling like you've got nowhere to run you cannot leave and that's probably when the physical starts then you know, you have no confidence in either yourself or your family or your ability to leave. They isolate you. Abusers often believe that the abuse and violence is either an entitlement, acceptable, justified or unlikely to be reported. And sadly that's true they just they don't see what they're doing is a bad thing it was the victim's fault in their eyes bully is what comes to mind nobody should abuse someone else unfortunately domestic violence also affects children and other family members of the person being abused as they see this as normal behavior as a result of abuse, the victims usually suffer from traumatic bonding to the abuser, fear, shame, physical disabilities, aggression, chronic health problems, mental illnesses, limited finances, PTSD, and sometimes they lose the ability to create healthy relationships because they are that traumatised. And that's not just the person that is being abused it's anyone in that household anybody in a house where there is domestic violence everyone is going to be affected by it not just the person that is being beat up and again the victim impact you're not just impacting that one person you are impacting the entire household it's mind-blowing all within the household that witness violence and abuse can start to show hypervigilance to threats, avoidance and dysregulated aggression which can start the cycle of abuse all over again. There is a lot of research into children who have grown up witnessing domestic abuse either become an advocate for change so that domestic violence can't happen again or they continue the cycle of abuse. And that is so sad that these children grow up thinking this is normal. 
because it's not. It makes me so angry thinking that people are hurting others. Recently, on social media platforms, a message was shared that encouraged those suffering from domestic violence and abuse to contact them wanting to buy something they were selling. Keywords used would be a notification for the receiver of the message that the person who was contacting them was in danger without alerting the abuser. So it could be something like, Hi, I'm looking to buy the red lipstick. To the abuser, if they was to check the phone, they see that the person was just wanting to buy a red lipstick. But the receiver of that message would know red lipstick meant I'm in danger, please send help. It's really important not to alert the abuser, which is why this message on social media was so important. On verywellmind.com, they gave nine tips on how to help support someone in this situation. The first tip was make time for them. Spend time during calm periods and try not to get involved when tempers are flaring as this could expose you to danger. Clear your day for this person if you are going to spend time with them. If the floodgates open and they start relaying information to you, you don't want to have to tell them you have to go. The second tip was start a conversation. Be clear about why or what is bothering you about their situation. Emphasise you will be discreet with any information they give you and do not force them to open up. Let them do it at their own pace as they are comfortable. Otherwise, this could cause them to retreat further away from you. Listen without judgement. Listen to what they are saying without judgement or offering advice or suggesting solutions as much as you would like to. Only ask clarifying questions, but for the most part, just let them talk. They will have already thought about all the solutions they could possibly do, and they've already deemed them not viable. So by you offering solutions, just makes them feel more helpless. Just let them talk. Learn the warning signs. Physical signs can include black eyes, busted lips, red or purple marks, sprained wrists and bruises, etc. Emotional signs can include low self-esteem, being over-apologetic or meek, fearful, changed sleeping or eating patterns, being anxious, abusing substances, having depression, loss of interest in things they once enjoyed, or even mentioning suicide. Behavioural signs can include becoming withdrawn or distant, cancelling appointments or meetings last minute, often being late, or being excessively private about their home life, or even isolating away. The next tip is to believe them. Victims will often feel that no one will believe them. Tell them you believe what they're saying. Say things like, I believe you. This is not your fault. You don't deserve this. Help them to understand you are there in their corner offering support. Validate the victim's feelings. 
Victims will usually express conflicting feelings about their partner or their situation. Tell the victim this is normal for them to be feeling conflicting emotions, but that it is not okay to be violated or to live in fear of being attacked. For the victims that have witnessed this as children and thus thinks it's normal, emphasize that the situation is dangerous and you are concerned. Offer specific support. Highlight support and resources for them to access. Research local laws to help the victims navigate the legalities of leaving their abuser. Motivate them to work on themselves to give them a stronger outlook on their future. Make it clear how they can get hold of you if they need to and offer moral support if they want to approach the authorities. Help form a safety plan. Help the victim form a plan of action if the violence happens again or if they decide to leave. This will help them visualise a way out of their situation and to begin to prepare psychologically. Discuss the risks and benefits of all options and ways to reduce risks. These steps can include a safe place to go to, a prepared excuse to help them escape, a code word to alert families and friends that help is needed, an escape bag filled with important documents, keys, toiletries, cash and a list of emergency contacts as well as local shelters and the domestic abuse hotline number. Here's what not to do. Do not badmouth the abuser or blame the victim. Don't underestimate the potential danger for the victim or yourself and don't promise anything you can't deliver on or to give unconditional support. Be careful not to provoke the abuser as this could cause trouble for the victim or for yourself. Don't pressure the victim, let them talk in their own time and do not give up or withdraw your support as you may be the only one they feel safe with. You should call the police if the violence is actively occurring or you have witnessed abuse or violence. At no point leave children in a violent situation. If you are in a domestic situation and you live in the UK, please call the National Advice Helpline on 0808 247. If you live in the US, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline number on 1800 799 that's another episode done guys we really hope you are enjoying listening to us if you would be so kind we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating five stars if you wish which helps us to get our name out there and to be seen by a bigger audience so until the next episode bye